Look at me, I'm a beautiful creature. I don't care about your modern time preacher. Welcome to All Things YJ, episode six. Very interesting episode we're going to do this week. CYJ at home, our first virtual summer that we spent here in the year 2020. And with me today are Sam Schwartz. Sam Schwartz is our director of Project Adventure. Mel Aiken, who was slated to be one of our God Not Trip leaders and still is uh, for this summer. And Sarah Zacher, who's been the head of tennis the last few summers and a proud member of Dollar 95. Welcome with this guy. Thank like, you. The idea of CYJ at home, when it first started, what went through your minds? And, and anyone can take the, the, uh, the lead here. Well, I thought initially that um, I thought it was crazy. I thought it was a crazy idea. The first time I heard the term virtual camp, I thought this is never going to actually happen. Um, and you have to be totally insane to try to take on a project like this in such a short period of time. Um, but we are insane. So, you know, I agree. I agree. It is the craziness about CYJ that, you know, from every aspect of the camp, uh, you know, Marcy, who has controlled chaos, just really, really was the driving force behind this thing. Now, Sam and Sarah, you helped guys who were really behind the scenes in helping building the schedule and building a curriculum and doing some staff training as well. Could you uh, uh, talk about that a bit? Sure. Uh, for me, I thought it was wild that we're taking the one place left on Earth that has no electronics and technology and we're flipping it on its head and we're introducing technology to it, um, which certainly created some hiccups along the way. But um, Zacher, Sarah Zacher and I both come from the education field where we were three months into this process. So it was nice to have some background knowledge of what works and what doesn't work with kids through a virtual platform um, and be able to brainstorm ideas together. Yeah, and I think um, when I first heard of this, I was like, this is definitely not going to work because the kids have been on Zoom for the last three months and they're so sick of them. And who's going to want to actually be, you know, on this Zoom with camp, knowing that we can't be together. Um, so at first, I was very skeptical about this whole idea. But um, after we started putting it together and really thinking of these ideas and really seeing what was going, what it was going to take to put this together, I think just the idea of connection um, was kind of the driving force. And just being able to keep these kids connected with each other and with their friends um, and with camp, I think is what really pushed us to really want to do this. Yeah, I think you hit the nail right on the head, Zacher, because you had two, over 200 kids signed up, right? And it's optional. And it's three days a week is what you guys all said is true, is that kids were over overzoomed as we, you know, kind of feel like it. But the fact that you wanted to keep the connection and keep that sense of community alive, that was the driving force behind this. You're absolutely right when you say that. And so that's the one of the big differences between camp and school. Would you agree? Is that camp, there's, because you're living with these people, uh, you know, 24 seven for three and a half to seven weeks, that's, there's more of a connection there, correct? You're choosing to do a camp, unlike school where, and you have to go to your classes, but if you really like camp, you're going there. You're going there because you like it. You're not going there because it's a mandated thing. It's because you had a really great experience there, and you want to go back and um, continue those connections that you've 
created in past summers. That's true. That's true. And you and you see it more, at least activity wise, mm-hmm. from the younger campers in the in this CYJ at home virtual style. That they're, they're the younger campers are much more engaged in the activities. Am yeah. I right, or uh, would you agree with that? Um, I definitely would agree with that. Yeah. So, and and um, which activities have worked for them uh, the best? Well, I think um, coming from an early childhood background, I think I knew that the um, youngest kids, um, Olive and Bet, were going to have a really good time with this um, because the activities that we've cre- recreated were fun and engaging for that age group. I knew we were going to have a little bit more trouble um, with the older kids, the Gimel and Dalid kids, because they're teenagers. They're, you know, they're at an age where they're too cool for school. Um, and they were in um, the mode of kind of in this depressed mode that camp wasn't happening. So why try to push this through a virtual platform? Um, but the activities that worked the best for the younger kids were the ones that got them interactive, um, juggling and arts and crafts and tie-dyeing and those types of things that really got them um, able to be doing something besides just sitting on their couches. Yeah, and I think at its very core, um, when you have these teenagers insulated and isolated at camp, you can get them to do things that are outside of their comfort zone and do things that are goofy and partake in things that maybe aren't um, normal or regular for them. But when they're at home and they have their cell phones and they're on TikTok and they're on the internet, we it's just an uphill battle that we can't really compete with. That's true. That's true. And, you know, the I think YJ, actually, I know that YJ kind of got a jump on this a little bit, you know, in March when the pandemic started, we started having more Zoom meetings just with the staff. And then we started doing some alumni events or camp-based uh, Shabbat. I know there was one. There was a talent show. And, you know, uh, it, it all gets back to that sense of community and that people love CYJ and want to keep it going. And, and if it's a virtual one, okay, for the time being, yeah, that's how, what we're going to do and support the system and, uh, and, and, and have it pull through. So, uh, but somebody made a point about the older campers. It is tougher and because they have, unlike the younger campers, the social connections now where they've gone to bar mitzvahs over the years and they're friends and they have sleepovers and stuff and, and they want just want to be with each other. And so the activities aren't so interesting to them. But some of the kids have been great, you know, our older kids. I mean, all of them who have participated have been great, but it is tougher for the older campers. Absolutely. You know. And the kids who had those special years, those milestone years like Dalit and Gadna, and we knew that going in and other camps that have had successful programs also face the same obstacles of, as we have, where it's, we've got a, a nice addition of older kids, but it's mainly the Alf and Bet kids who have been phenomenal. Everyone's been phenomenal in this uh, whole thing. I, mean, I have an all of them and they're just so happy to be there. They don't have any issues. It doesn't really seem like we have a pretty consistent big group of girls who come and they just seem like really thrilled to be able to see one another. Um, They're not really, they don't have, if they have phones, they're not super attached to them yet. So we don't have any issues with that. And they're just like super excited for whatever activity we do in the bunk, whether that be um, like a scavenger hunt or just coloring or doing Mad Libs. They're really there to do anything that we throw at them. 
And Mel, you have a very interesting position this summer because you're you're working with the 16 year olds that got not kids, but you're also mentoring some of the younger CAs who yeah. really haven't been bunk counselors yet. And yeah. you're bringing your wealth of experience to the table, which has been uh, a plus. So you're you're really well rounded in this, you know, coming in as well, you know, like a, as a veteran counselor, and it's been very helpful. So well, it's, I think it's been, do it. uh, very, very nice. Fun. Exactly. How about the old familiar faces, the people who weren't at camp maybe in 2019 or 2018, coming back to help out, like Kirby and Dahlia Kaufman and Brenna? I think that's been awesome too. Rebecca <laughs> Brenner, Graham. Yeah, it's been really great to see them um, and glad that they have been able to be a part of this. Um, and that's why that's why CYJ is so amazing, because we're able to keep those connections, even though they didn't return um, this last summer, or the summer before. Um, we're able to keep those connections with these counselors and they just love camp and they want to do whatever they can to help camp. And so if that meant being a virtual counselor this year for a couple hours a week, that's what they did. And it was really great to see those guys um, and to have them on our staff this summer. Exactly. So when we were creating the schedule and the, and the curriculum, one thing we, we were trying to figure out was like, what is, how can we keep CYJ at home kind of like YJ? So that's where like, well, let's do the morning stuff. They, everyone's in the dining hall together and there's always that morning uh, shenanigans with the deep thoughts and with Zaki fact of the day and, you know, ORI, well, TMZ with ORI, which has taken on a whole new life and now joke of the day. But, but it was funny. The staff was more into it at the beginning than the, than the campers. So we've added a couple of, uh, you know, camper based activities in, in the last couple of weeks and that's worked as well. Yeah. I think it's funny because um, at the very beginning, our idea behind this whole virtual camp stuff was to keep this semblance of normalcy for these kids during a time period where there is no sense of normalcy. And our saving grace here is that the counselor side has also bought in without the counselors buying in to this wacky idea we've concocted, this wouldn't have worked, but they were able to buy in quickly and save the day. Yeah, they have been phenomenal. I've said that maybe the first week, somebody else said it the second week, and you just keep hearing it over and over of how the counselors, you know, this is great. This is what they do. And, you know, the energy is different, but it reminds me of the energy I like on the first night at camp when everyone's waiting and the tables are being called and you're waiting for everyone to, you know, the table 36, the last table to be called. And there's just that buzz in the dining hall. And the counselors bring that every time, every morning, led by Jambi and Lauren. It's been really nice to watch. And it's really allowed different counselors to take on roles that we would have never seen at camp. Different counselors are taking on leadership vocal roles that in some ways are shocking to us as administrators. We've never really seen that counselor kind of jump up and be so vocal before. And, you know, different platforms and different environments um, lend themselves to different comfort levels for counselors, which is great. And Sam, and you did a lot of the staff training and, and you got, you guys are very good about like behavioral issues, but I believe it's been very minimal. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, minimal, if not under two or three. I mean, and they were small little incidents and there was nothing too crazy. I think that's been um, a good thing as well, uh, you know, because those are the things, you know, like at camp, there's always some something going on. And a lot of that stuff has fallen by the wayside. But obviously, the, you know, 
24-7 versus three hours every other day is, is a factor of that as well. But it's it's some, sometimes that's like, okay, let's just keep it at camp and have the activities in the bunk time. And Mel, yeah. you've been in the, the bunk time and you mentioned yeah. before, you have a large group. How, how do you manage that with the other staff? Is it just a give and take kind of thing or uh, we, what, what do you well, do? Well, we do a lot of planning. So Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, um, my alcove and I spend an hour every Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday planning an entire activity and then a backup activity for our bunk. Um, and then it's once we started with the girls, it was super organic. Like we sort of knew when to talk and when other counselors should talk. Um, and what we found is that oh, the kids really are just there to see one another. And so we, they need some structure, like we're going to do this activity, but they just want to talk. So if you ask them a question or do anything, it really, you can do anything with them. Um, and it's really not hard working with other people to do this. It's, there's like a very even divide of who's doing what and how much work everybody's putting in. Um, and it seems like that across the board for almost all um, bunks, which I think is really impressive. No, that's great. I, I love what you said about the organic part, because that's the best stuff about camp is that when stuff happens and everyone buys in, I think the best example that comes to mind is the pickle, the pickle bouncing that was, you know, it started as the Zockety factor mm -hmm. of the day last week, maybe mm -hmm. or two weeks ago. And then it was brought back in the talent show and, you know, to keep bringing it back. And, and those are the things when the whole camp is in on the same joke. To me, that's camp. You know what yeah. I mean? Everyone can, everyone can relate to the topic. Very yeah, I cool. think it was pretty hilarious. Um, and it really, it, it's the whole idea was just the most ridiculous thing, but it kept everybody's attention and, and having that inside joke will go a long way for sure. Oh, yeah. So you, can, you can picture like in the dining hall next summer, like, oh, we're having pickles. Let's see if they bounce. And like some kids will be totally like, what? And then the people who, who experienced the program are like, don't worry, we got you. You know what I mean? Something like that. Something like that. It really is the root of camp as a whole. You know, unfortunately, kids always seem to care about how they're portrayed and they want to be, appear so cool and hip. But at camp, like you can be goofy. You can be your, yourself. Um you know, I would hesitate to think that a lot of these kids are going to be having pickle bouncing competitions in the middle of their high school cafeteria because they're so concerned about how they are portrayed, but they can be fun and goofy at camp, which is great. Yeah, totally. So that's and that's what we try to do with Wacky Wednesday, uh, you know, backwards day, pajama day or whatever. It was This week was Hawaiian shirts, I think. No, it's Hawaiian shirts, tropical yep. sort of thing. It all works. And then, <laughs> Oh yeah, exactly. Even we did. Even when they do, we did Israeli dancing a couple of weeks ago. We did the theme, just the things that people can, the campers especially can relate to, and then the counselors just bring it, and then the energy's there. So, what, what do you guys think was the biggest surprise of CYJ at home? Um, how fun it was. Um, from a staff member perspective, I have so much fun. Like, it's so fun. I uh, the first day I called my mom and I was like, that was insane. That was nothing like I thought it was going to be. So the kids are so into it. And I, I thought it was going to I thought I was going to have to do a lot more encouraging of like having fun. And I thought I was going to have to facilitate a lot more. And it really just sort of came so naturally, which was just so exciting to see. So and the people who are there just really want to be there. Nobody's being forced to do this. So and it really shows. 
That's great. How about you, Zach or Sam? Um, I think the biggest surprise for me was, um, I don't know, I think just the whole, the whole thing was a surprise to me, considering what I thought about it at the beginning. Um, I just didn't think it was going to work. And it really was super successful. Um, I think that the counselors surprised me a lot. Um, they really stepped up and bought in. Um, and it was a lot of the younger counselors that really stepped up this summer. Um, so you could see that they really wanted to be there. Um, and they were, they were definitely missing being there in person. So this was the next best thing. Um, also, Lauren and Jambi really surprised me as well. I thought that they were phenomenal. Um, I thought they did a great job being the programmers this summer um, under um, unprecedented, unprecedented circumstances. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Sam, how about you? What, any big surprise for you? Yeah, going off of Zucker, the programmers did a fantastic job. Um, this is not what they agreed to in whatever month they agreed to that, February, March. Um, this, it was different. It was new. It was flying by the seat of your pants 24-7. Uh, they did a great job. And I also think the counselors get, uh, hitting the ground running from day one. I thought it was neat. Some of the younger counselors really stepped up um, without being at camp where there's the politics involved with you know a younger counselor not wanting to step on the toes of an older counselor or vice versa everybody was on an even playing field everybody felt comfortable sharing their ideas and jumping right in and they did a fantastic job yeah I, yeah they were great and you know speaking of J jambi and lauren you know one of the early activities we did were like we wanted to do a, the game, the game, a game show. We're like, well, how is this going to work? Well, we, you know, we picked Family Feud. That's a, a favorite at YJ. And um, somebody had offered, their, oh, there's an online version, but, you know, you're looking at a screen like a, a hoot game or what have you. So we're like, why don't we just use like the whiteboard? That's campy or something like that. One of the kids said that. And we're like, yeah, yeah, that works. And just, you know, have all the answers preset. And to watching that and being part of, you know, setting that whole program up, just the way it happened and the feeling afterwards, you're like, holy crap, this this really can work. And that's why we did a let's make a deal the following week. And and those interactive with the families and, and the spotlights on Zoom and people learning the text thing. Those, those are the exciting things that we've learned on the way. So, sometimes the journey is more important than the end product. And in this case, the journey has been pretty awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. So what was most like YJ uh, at YJ at home? Is that, if you, knew, if you know what I mean, what was most like camp for anyone? For me, it was music. Music? I think, you know, camp is the only place you'd really catch me standing on a chair and jamming out to music from the 70s or singing Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. And we were able to keep a semblance of that goofy song session vibe um alive via um one of the evening activities was a campfire rachel zaff ran um vico and they had their presentation of that last night during the counselor talent show and that idea of just you know sitting at home with your family who in many ways are your bunk mates right now um and listening to live music was great yeah that was the really nice the campfires and seeing the families uh, it's great. 
So let, let, let's uh, let's switch gears here. Let's hear some uh, some camper stuff. Like what what campers come to mind who, who really impressed you out there, either in the bunk or in the activities? Like specific campers? You, you want actual names? Yeah, why not? It's okay. It's all, all right. positive stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the Gabers, um, the three girls, um, oh. were amazing. They yeah, the Gabers. Yeah. Every activity. Um, Everything that I was at, they were at with so much enthusiasm. Um, I think the Crandalls as well, um, and especially the boys being a little bit older, but they were at every activity, jamming out to songs, really playing um, and getting, you know, buying into whatever it was. Um, so those are the two families that come to mind, to my mind. I tell you, Chase Crandall and Ian Chase, no no relation, but similar, both from Westboro, they both were in voice company and did lifeguarding as well, um, which I thought was terrific. These aren't campers, but um, Talia Bloom for helping out with um, Vico was really amazing because she's a godna. So it was really amazing to see um, yeah. sort of a limbo position, not quite a camper not quite a staff member, still be so engaged was really great to see. And then uh, her brother, Alex, who wasn't even part of the program and still helped out. So. That yeah, they, they were great last night yeah. as well as the at the talent show. Sam, any, any rock stars for you? For me, it was the God not kids who were helping out throughout um, in bunk times. Uh, anytime I would peek, poke my head in, or uh, theoretically poke my head into a bunk time. Uh, they were always taking on that leadership role when the time came. And it was at times even hard to tell who was the counselor and who was the God not. And that's, that's a compliment um, yeah. to them. And the other ones that come to mind to me are just the first year campers. They didn't know what they were signing up for. They might not have known some of these inside jokes or camp traditions, but um, you know, they were willing to take that risk. And it's at, every time I look up, they have a smile on their face and they're having a blast. So that's a, that's, that's a compliment to both them and the returning campers who extended their socially distanced arm and, uh, you know, engaged them. That's great. Uh, and piggybacking on the campers, you know, some of the staff like Caleb Brenner, you know, I know I've known Caleb for years, but, you know, he didn't go to uh, the God Not Trip a couple of years ago and he wasn't a CA. He comes back and I thought he was terrific. Uh, Tom Brovender from overseas uh, on the counselor side came back and he was great. Uh, they had the lower bet boys. Uh, you know, other, any other counselors that uh, stood out for you guys? Or you witnessed do some great stuff? Over the overseas who were staying up till one o'clock in the morning in order to come to an evening activity just continues to blow my mind. Um, so that's Kirby, that's Gall, that's Tom. Um, who else lives in a, with a major time difference? Um, Jordan Weiner's on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought the dedication was absolutely great. Absolutely great. And it was also, you know, fun to see old friends come back, as we talked about earlier. But, like, Evan Abrams was in a bunch of these activities. He was great. Yeah, it was so cool to see him. Um, he just loves camp, you can tell. Um, he's just there for camp. And, you know, he was just doing that voluntarily. And he really um, – was an awesome part of this virtual camp. Yeah, and he'll be there uh, Saturday Saturday night at our closing ceremonies. 
this will probably air afterwards, but this is today is August 6, 2020, and that is happening on August 8th. Um, what do you guys see about CYJ at home going forward? Do you mean for another summer or for the year? Um, no, no, not necessarily for you. That's a good question, Mel. Not necessarily for next summer, but keeping this brand alive and, and doing monthly events or quarterly events or whatever we figure out. What, what, what do you guys kind of see uh, in that regard? I think what we did, we, we did a great job at kind of peeling back that shell and allowing families to kind of see what goes on at camp in a positive way um, and maybe continuing that and, you know, doing whether it's monthly events during the, during the school year, uh, hopefully the school year um, to kind of, uh, I lost my train of thought here to kind of just uh, continue that fraternity life, that fraternity style of life that camp brings, you know, these are an extensions of our family um, that we always want to see, that we always want to talk to, that we want to, um, keep that friendship alive throughout the year and um, maybe virtually. Yeah, it works. I think that um, for Mother's Day, my mom and I made a video making Mother's Day cards. And so like little things, this was before the program was officially announced, I think, but like little things like that are so much fun. And I think why not do stuff like that if you can, if we have people willing to put a little bit of time to have a big effect, I think it's, um, there's no reason not to have a camp at home throughout the year. I agree. Sarah, how about you? Yeah, I think that um, it's just a great way to stay connected um, to camp. Um, and, you know, you don't know what, we don't know what it's going to look like next summer. Um, so I think any ways that we can keep these kids connected to camp um, is going to be huge. Totally, totally. And, you know, next summer, the plan is to have two Israel trips, you know, assuming everything gets to somewhat normal assemblance and, you know, but uh, that's going to be a different look anyway for camp next year with really no CAs. Um, it would be two Israel trips that would be staggered throughout the summer. So that would be totally first as well. So it's, it's like not only is it this year, it's next year, but for the CYJ at home brand, um, like Sam, what you were saying, yeah, maybe, and Mel, maybe a video here, a, a different video per month, maybe a Zoom concert or something we could all do together. Maybe not a watch party because I don't think that works so well, but uh, that, that, that's the only negative thing I had. Yeah, I think we quickly realized that these kids were in fact burnt out on Zoom, but, it, you know, seeing their camp counselors on Zoom is different than seeing their fifth grade history teacher who's hammering social studies facts down their throats. Um, they like this. They like seeing familiar people who they have a long-term relationship and friendship with virtually. Oh, most definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you guys we about almost got a couple minutes left, anything else? Whoa. There's the feedback that we're trying to avoid. Anything else you want to uh, talk about from uh, uh, your standpoint? Any questions for me about CYJ at home? Um, I don't think so. I think you covered it great. I mean, I think it was a huge success. And um, hats off to Marcy and everybody else, you, um, Melissa, the people who are there full time um, for getting this started. Because um, 
it was it was great. Zachary, I think your your role was so is was so invaluable, valuable, and invaluable, triple valuable because of your experience, and you just took the the um, the bull by the horns, and with the scheduling and working with the counselors and 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 helping out with you know just every aspect of it. I think it was just invaluable, and and Sam, your input from the scheduling and training uh, with your experience. It, this stuff is so helpful that you guys did it without, you know, batting an eye and, and it's wonderful. And Mel, you know, as a veteran counselor coming in and helping the younger staff, I thought it was awesome and, and helping lead God nah with what, you know, with, without being in Israel, but Hey, listen, there's opportunities next summer too. So, absolutely. Yeah. Great guys. I want to thank you for being on uh, YJ at home. You uh, guest appearing on, all things YJ, YJ at home. Get a free boat ride around the lake when Carl feels like it. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Sounds great. Want an extra from Canteen, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I'll take you up on that. How about this? I'll get you guys some bouncing Ooh. pickles. How about that? All right. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. And just uh, hang on for a second Sounds before good. we sign off. All right. Thank you. Look at me, I'm a beautiful creature I don't care about your modern time preacher Welcome